I needed to say something, do something, somehow speak his word. And as a journalist, I have to tell you, I felt very intimidated because as a journalist, you are supposed to be completely objective as much as is humanly possible. I teach my students we're human, so we're always going to have some bias. But um, as much as is humanly possible, objective, we're not supposed to have an agenda or anything like that. So because I was someone who had responsibility for what was on the front page, I had responsibilities for, for things like that, I, I kept that down. I mean, I did. I definitely, I did not, I did not let that rise because I felt like I couldn't. Welcome to the Taking the Leaps podcast with me, your host, fellow leaper and coach, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast inspires you to take bold leaps of faith, but you won't be doing it alone. As we journey together through the fishermen, shepherds, builder, tent maker, and trailblazer leaps, my hope is that you will see how God is with you every step of the way and begin to confidently trust him as he leads you into your next leap. It's time to live a leaping lifestyle. You ready? Let's go. Well, welcome, Yvette, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I was telling Yvette before we got on uh, live on here that we've seen each other on social. I know y'all understand that we've seen each other on social before. But this is the first time we're kind of meeting in person. No, we, we said we met in person before at a podcast conversation. We did. We did. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's one of those things where a million things are going on at the same time. And we were like, hi, 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 you know, but yeah, we did. And so now this is our second time meeting. And so I'm so thankful to have you on the podcast and, and just joining me in this conversation. I'm really happy to be here. So tell us, what leaps are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about two. We're going to talk about the tent maker and the shepherd. Yes, I love those two because I think a lot of people are in those transitions or are in those places and yes. uh, just need encouragement and hope in that. So before we dive too deep in, can you please tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I, I have always been a believer. Uh, I was raised Catholic. I was baptized as a baby, went to church forever. And around 2019, you know, I've been a communicator my whole life. I've worked as a journalist. And around 2019, for some reason, this was even before the pandemic, I, um, I began to realize that I had not used any of my communication talents in his honor, in his glory. And I was like, I'm old now. How can that be, right? So I started thinking about um, what that would look like and all of that. And I went to a conference, uh, the amazing singer-songwriter Rita, Spring Rita Springer, and um, went to a like a retreat that she had and really began to, I think, dive into seeking. I, I was always been a believer, right? But I wanted to seek him more. I wanted to, to know more about my God. And I wanted to talk to him and hear from him because a, a part of my story is I felt like as a little girl, I could hear from him. We used to talk all the time. But then as you, you grow up and get into the world and you're yeah. working and things, I, I couldn't hear his voice anymore. So at that retreat during an exercise, I felt like I had a breakthrough and I felt like I heard his voice for the first time in a long time. And after that, when I got back from that, everything went crazy. I just started, I started writing. I started writing songs, essays that would turn into a devotional that I have. Um, just, you know, I started, had didn't start the podcast yet, but I started thinking about what that would look like. 
and um, all kinds of things. And so that was a pretty pivotal moment that year, 2019. Then the pandemic happens and and many of us were very fortunate to be able to work from home. So I'm sitting there and I said, okay, I'm going to start this podcast. But in my mind, it it actually wasn't going to be a podcast for him. It was going to be a podcast (laughs) on hair and beauty because that's what I wanted to do. I love it. I know, right. And actually what I called it was, it was the intersection between the politics of hair and beauty. And that was what it was going to be about, which is a great topic. But he clearly told me, no, it's going to be on joy. And I said, okay, Lord, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know exactly what that means, but, you know, I will be obedient and we're going to do that. And so uh, in the very beginning, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And so I said, okay, we're going to have the Finding Joy podcast. I didn't do any research on names, nothing, right? And then very quickly, though, I realized there's a million like Finding Joy or some kind of iteration of that name. And if you go back to the very first episode on my website, PositivelyJoy.com, you will hear me say, welcome to the Finding Joy podcast. But after I realized that, I realized quickly, within maybe an episode or two, I need to change the name. And I said, Lord, what's the name going to be? And he said, Positively Joy. And this just to go, this, this is just to show you that obedience sometimes does not come naturally. Now, I'm a word nerd, been a journalist for a long time. And so I literally said to him, Lord, that's not grammatically correct. <laughs> And he said, he said, what did I say? Right. So uh, it's Positively Joy. And I kept that name. And um, it's, you know, to me, it's counterintuitive. But people have told me, oh, that's cute. I like the name. Um, so that's how the podcast began. And I've been podcasting since 2020 weekly. Started off doing it twice a week. Realized I did not have that bandwidth. And so, right. right? And so did it weekly. It's an interview show. I talked to guests about their about you know their uh paths to faith um and also what we really talk about because of it's about joy of course what we really talk about is understanding what true joy is and i have to tell you that, that it took me a while to come to that i didn't exactly know rachel what he wanted me to talk about but he revealed to me over that first season that people need to understand the difference between like happiness and being content and understanding what real joy is, his joy. And so that's what we try to tackle on the podcast. I love that. That's so good. And the podcast itself is just a divine revelation from God of the importance of bringing joy. It's funny because our puppy's name is Joy. So <laughs> it's a divine. And she just ran in here while you were talking. I was like, oh, you must have heard your name. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah. it's just a, like a divine revelation from God about the importance of joy in our everyday lives, right? Absolutely, because I think a lot of people are chasing what they perceive to be joy. They're chasing, basically, they're, they're really chasing happiness. So they're chasing uh, people, they're chasing mm-hmm. substances, food, you know, other addictive substances. Um, they're chasing just, you know, circumstances to make them feel good. And I think God, God does want us to be happy, yeah. but we, but He didn't promise that. He promised that He would be with us always, and. He tells us in the Bible right. that we can find we can find real joy. And in fact, our signature scripture for the podcast is in John, John 15, but it's below the vine and the branches. Sometimes you got to keep reading in that Bible, right? Mm-hmm. So it's below right. that where Jesus says very clearly, I call it my I call it my DIY for joy. Cuz Jesus says very clearly, 
abide in the Father's love, do his will, and you will be filled with the only joy that will complete you. That is the joy that we're looking for. And that's the joy that's going to take you through good times and bad. Oh, that's so good. So listen, if you have not already gone ahead and subscribed to her podcast, make sure you do that because I know for me, it's a it, sometimes it can feel like a day-to-day thing. Like one, that's literally why I call we we named our puppy joy. Cause I'm like, what is it? What is something that I want constantly having mm-hmm. to remind myself in the midst of challenges, in the midst of life happening? And so all day long, I'm like, joy, 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 come here, joy, joy, joy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was, I was it's super a reminder. Yeah, it yeah. is. It mm-hmm. is. So we have to be very intentional with that. Okay, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about just your overall journey. Um, as far as you know, the leaps that you take, that was a huge leap. So those of you out there thinking about starting a podcast, it's a leap. And if God is calling you to do that, you still got to be obedient to the podcast. He wants you to start, which I like that mm-hmm. you highlighted that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a leap. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people out there. And if you, and if you are trying to start a podcast and, uh, and you need help, I'd be happy to, to help you and give you some tips. I've got some tips on the website, I believe. But if you just want to email me at Yvette at PositivelyJoy.com, if, you, if you're starting a podcast, I'm happy to help. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So now tell us a little bit about the leaps. I don't know which one came first. Um, as- well, I would say um, the tent maker, the tent maker is, is the working your calling while you're still working, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that came first because, so I, again, I have been a journalist. I've worked for news outlets, uh, newspapers, but also their digital components, their websites and things like that. Um, so I've been doing that for my, most of my, well, really all of my career. Um, well, I should say most, because actually I did have a little bit of a change. Um, I've had a couple of, of leaps, I guess you could say, in that area. Um, I moved from full-time journalism into academia where I was teaching journalism. And so this, but the revelation of the calling came when I was still teaching. So I was actually at the university and um, I knew that I just needed to do more than I was doing. You know, I, I was raised Catholic. And so in Catholic and in Episcopalian churches, I would sometimes read from the lection, the lectionary. Right. And, and I, and I loved doing that because I loved reading the word of God and I tried to use whatever communication skills he's given me to make that word come alive. So I did do that, but I, but I wasn't using it any other way. And so, um, but I will say this, I think that I was, that there was a tug on, well, not think, I know there was a tug on my heart to do something when I was still in full-time journalism. So let's look at the date. So um, I left full-time journalism and I'm back to it now, which is the, which is the next leap that we'll talk about the shepherd leap. But um, I left full-time journalism in 2006 and went into, I'm sorry, no, my bad, 2015 and went into teaching, right? So at that time, before I went into teaching, there were times when I felt I needed to say something, do something, somehow speak his word. And as a journalist, I have to tell you, I felt very intimidated because as a journalist, you are supposed to be completely objective as much as is humanly possible. I right. teach my students we're human, so we're always going to have some bias. But um, as much as is humanly possible, objective, we're not supposed to have an agenda or anything like that. So because I was someone who had responsibility for what was on the front page, I had responsibilities for, for things like that, I 
I kept that down. I mean, I did. I definitely, I did not, I did not let that rise because I felt like I couldn't. Then I went into teaching and this started bubbling up. It really right. did. And so I said, okay, well, no, I'm in teaching now. I can do what I want, right? So with reason, uh, but I felt more comfortable. I felt like it was the time when God was saying, let's go. It is time. Let's go. And of course he saw the pandemic coming, you know, we did not. And so he knew that there was going to be for, for me, I know, I know there were a lot of first responders and people who were essential workers and had to keep working. My husband was one, bless all of you. But for those of us who were able to work from home, he saw that coming and he knew I was going to be able to make a shift. And so because I was in this role, I didn't feel concerned or guilty that anyone would question my objectivity or, you know, my passion for journalism. Does that make sense? Uh, I, while I, and I questioned that yeah. before, right? So, all right, we go through all of this, right? And we're part of the podcast has started. I have a newsletter. Um, I wrote those essays that he gave me almost immediately upon coming back from that retreat. They turned into the, the devotional, which I published. It's called Whispering His Ear. Um, then I created the study guide to go with that called um, How to Listen to God's Word. And then a decision came, an opportunity came for me to leave teaching and go back into full-time journalism. And now we're coming to the shepherd leap. So I was in Oklahoma working at the University of Oklahoma. Um, it, I loved it. I was actually assistant dean at the at the journalism college there. It was a great job. Really enjoyed teaching students about the career that I love. Mm -hmm. But now comes a new opportunity to to not only leave teaching, to leave academia, but to go back into full time journalism and to leave Oklahoma to come to Kansas City where I am now. So that was a big decision. That was a big decision. Yeah. Um, it, it, was, it was a big decision to leave journalism, but it was just such a great opportunity. Because um, how often do you ask, are you asked to be assistant dean of a journalism right. college, right? <laughs> so that was, I, you know, I will be honest, I probably didn't even ask God about that. That was just, <laughs> it was a great opportunity. I just figured that's what he wanted me to do. But this time around, I have to say, I asked him every day to convict me. If this is not what you want me to do, Lord, please convict me. Because you know how you have this opportunity and everything yes. just seems to be going smooth. I mean, every doors are opening. Yeah. Everything's running smoothly. I asked my husband, like every single time I had another interview, okay, honey, how you feel? Are we moving down this road? Because if you're not, I'm going to end this right now. Yeah. I was also asking God, Lord, is this, is, is this you? Are you doing this? Right. Convict, please convict me if this is not what you want me to do. And, but that never came, never came. Everything was smooth. And so now I am back in full-time journalism at the Kansas City Star, which is actually a place I used to work several, several years ago. Now I'm back. And the one thing I said to myself, I'm not going back in the closet. I'm not putting God back in the closet. That's I, right. We, we are here now. I've been doing this for several years. I'm going back in full-time journalism. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to put him back in the closet. And so that's where I am now. And I am like, it's really 180 from where, how I felt before when I was working at, you know, at a newspaper. Um, I don't feel that way anymore. And I think he's given me that freedom. 
Mm-hmm. He's given me, and it, and it also could be because of the department I'm working in too, um, which is opinion, uh, not full news. But I also think he he gave me this opportunity, understanding that I could continue to do kingdom work and not feel guilty or afraid. So yeah, uh, it's been it's been it's been different. It's been a big leap making the physical move and also moving back into full-time journalism, but also keeping up everything that I'm doing uh, again in his honor and in his glorious long story. Ooh, that's so good. That's my story. (laughs) (laughs) So now I have some questions. Okay. So I want to go back to when you were making that decision Mm -hmm. to move and, and even before that, because it doesn't sound like you were looking for another job. Oh Um, no, no. How did that happen? So, you know, I don't believe, I mean, there's no coincidences. I I don't believe in that at all. Yes. It's all him, right? Yes. So, um, my so the the dean of the college, who is a former editor, we we he he had hired me at a newspaper before, right? So he said, "Hey, I'm I'm." He doesn't talk like that, but he, he said, "Would you like to be assistant <laughs> dean um, at the college with me?" Well, okay, yes, right. I mean, that's you're not going to turn that down. Right. So one day he says, "Well, I'm retiring." And I'm like, oh, no, no, you can't retire. We all loved him so much. And we had a great working relationship. And it was like he was my editor again, you know? Right, right. Um, so at that and so at that time, I'm thinking of a lot of things. I'm like, well, it's going to take a year before they replace anyone. And, you know, could this new dean want to hire their own team? That's, that's very possible. But I said, you know, right. I'm not going to worry about it. It's, I'm not going to worry about it. W- whatever happens, Lord's going to take care of me. The same day, literally the same day he announced his retirement, I got a letter saying, hey, we'd like you to consider this position What at the Kansas City Star. And I said, okay, Lord. (laughs) All right. This seems like, I mean, it was, it was, and not even the same day. I want to say it was an hour after I got the announcement. Wow. So I said, wow. He's like, yeah, wow. That's exactly what I said. Yes. So that's how that happened. And I started, again, asking two people, my husband, God's not a person, but two entities, my yes. husband and God, God first. Um, but I wanted to make sure that this was the right thing for my family. But also it perceived, I, per, I perceived that this was God opening a door. I did not expect, I didn't expect to go back into full-time journalism. I expected mm-hmm. to retire at the college, which would have been great because I loved helping students. The students were going on to be journalists themselves. I mean, it was wonderful. Loved doing that. But then this door opened and wow, it was unexpected. Hey there, family. I hope you're enjoying this three-part series so far. So I just wanted to pause and remind you to click the link in the show notes that will take you to my YouVersion Bible plan called 400 Years of Silent Nights. It's only three days long, so there's still plenty of time for you to dive in. But each day is short enough that if you wanted to read it all at once, you can. I just want to help you enter the holiday season with a posture of joy and thankfulness, no matter what your situation may look like. So click the link in the show notes and be sure to download the complimentary resource available at the end of the devotional. Now, let's hop back in to the episode. Yeah, and the timing, you couldn't have... You couldn't have created that timing on your oh, own. Oh, no, There's no, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
That was totally God. Yep. So as you were preparing to move, what did it look like? Because moving is difficult, right? Oh, so let's my talk goodness. a little bit about the practical. So every, what did it look like for you to do that? I've moved a lot in my career. So I knew I knew what to do. I knew how to do it. Garage sales, getting ready, the whole deal. That wasn't a problem. But I will tell you something happened during the move. Can I tell you that story? Because yes, it's crazy. And it was an opportunity that God gave me to trust him. I trust him, but this was this was this was an opportunity that he really trusts him. Right. So all right, everything's going smoothly. The whole thing, like I said, the whole thing, doors opening, every time I had an interview, it was great. Everything went really smoothly. So the timeline was we're getting packed on the weekend. The movers in the truck, they're gonna load the truck. Um on Monday, we're gonna drive to Kansas City, and then Tuesday morning they would unload me, right? That was the timeline. So right. everything went fine. We're all packed. We leave the house. Monday night, I arrive in Kansas City. It's around eight o'clock. And I drive up to the house that I have rented. And I've been here before. I've gotten the keys. I've already taken a few things here already, right? There's a car in my driveway. And it's not my car. So hmm. I'm like, what's going on? Now, you also have to realize I am tired. I've been driving all day. I've got the cat and the dog in the car. The car is packed, right? And so I, I'm, I'm like, I get out of the car and a woman opens my door and says, can I help you? And I said, uh, yeah, this is my house. Oh, no, I lease this house. This is my house. I know. This is the new house you were about this to This is the new house. I have the keys. I've been there before. My stuff is in there. Some, some of my stuff, you know, that I've just taken up by car. Yeah. I don't know who she is. I don't know if she's dangerous. I don't want to argue with her. So I just leave. And now I'm thinking, I got to find a hotel that takes the dog. I mean, you know, what am I going to do? Right. It's at night. All the offices are closed. There's no one I can call. I do try to call, but no one answers. My husband... It's two hours behind me on the highway. He's had a blowout, I, I later learn, oh. which is very dangerous, but he got, he got here okay. So I tell him where I am. We get to the hotel, and literally, we are just sitting on the hotel bed, just looking at each other. There's nothing to do, nothing to do but wait and trust. Because now everything's going in my head. I'm not saying that I was completely trusting. right. right. <laughs> Because here's what I'm thinking. Okay, they're going to challenge this lease. So they're going to have 30 days in court to do this. And where am I going to put my stuff? And my mover has a move the very next day. So he's got to put it somewhere. And so now I'm going to have to get some kind of storage. for. I mean, all this stuff is happening, right? Right, right. Where am I going to go? I've got the dog and the cat. And so I'm not saying that I didn't worry. And I am human. And I did. But there was Mm -hmm. nothing. It was completely out of my hands. Yeah, And yep. I will say I'm a little bit of a fixer. I have not experienced that before. Mm-hmm. So that was a feeling I did not like. Yeah. But I mean, God, I mean, certainly God was in my head. But I will say this. I began to ask him, Lord, is this not what you told me to do? Is this not where you brought me? Ooh, right. Did you not open all these doors for me? Did I not hear your voice? What, you know, have I made a mistake? Those kinds of things. So God was there with me, but I was questioning. I was asking questions. But anyway, long story short, the next morning, 
everything works out. It was like an act of God. So I call my property management. They say, no, no, you are the right person. They say, call the police. I call the police. I go there. The police verify, no, I'm the right person. We determine that the people who are there either were squatters or they had been scammed. And I'm trying to give him them the benefit of the doubt. And what I believe happened is there's a scam out there. So this is a cautionary tale, everybody. If you're trying to move somewhere, there's a scam out there happening where people will pretend to be landlords. will have you elect, will have you wire money to them electronically. will never see you face to face. There's always some excuse they're out of the country or whatever. Um, will tell you to call a locksmith to open the door because the keys have quote unquote gotten lost. All those things it's happening. And so I believe that's what's happened to them, which is unfortunate for them because it was two women and young children and they had, they were out thousands of dollars and I felt really bad. And I asked them, do you have a place to go? And they said, yes. I mean, clearly it wasn't a place they wanted to go. It was probably with family or something, but I felt bad about it, but my back was against the wall. What could I do? I mean, I, I would right, come right. in here, right? Um, so God moved those women out of my house. And I believe that he did take care of them. Um, and he too. gave me, quote unquote, my keys back, right, to the future that he wanted me here. But so why did that have to happen? I don't know. But it was an opportunity that he gave me to really trust yeah. him. And yeah. it was it was a, it was that Monday night was a crazy night. It really was. But the, But most definitely... I can understand I have nothing to say in this situation right now. So I'm just going to go to sleep and mm-hmm. everything's we'll figure out in the morning. And that's what had to happen. I love that you share that story because we we want everything to go smooth sailing. And we do when there's bumps along the way or when we're right there, mm-hmm. we're like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. This was not what I expected. Did I hear you right? That moment right there is so real. Yep. Did I hear you mm-hmm. right? Did I miss something? Mm-hmm. Why is someone in the house? And God just said, this is just another opportunity for me to show you my goodness. Yes. And, you know, like like you said, I do believe that he took care of those ladies. And, and it, it's unfortunate that people do things that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're dishonest in that way. But, you know, I'm thankful that he allowed for you to, to go through that because you can now share the truth about, Everything could be going smoothly. And just because you get a hiccup along the way, that's very hard. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you heard God wrong, that you missed what he said. Mm -hmm. Because you're there now. You're thriving. You're experiencing what what God intended for you to experience. So I want to talk a little bit about the 10 Maker Leap before we wrap up, because uh, that's that's something that a lot of people are doing and they're in that season right now. And so for you, it is you're working as a journalist, Mm -hmm. but you're also... You have books out, you have a ministry. How do you balance those things or what does it look like for you to do in the podcast, all of those things with the career that you have? Oh, yeah. So, you're, I mean, it is difficult. Um, you definitely have to have some time management skills. And I, <laughs> I would say that I'm, I'm not an expert on that, but I, I, I've had to understand how can I get everything done, right? And you can, and he, this is, he wants me to do this. This is, he told me to do this. And so I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to do this, but you do have to figure out how are you going to make everything work? As a podcaster, I do do what's called quote unquote batch recording. Not in some ways that some people do it. Basically I try, I, I take a 
like say several weekends at a time and I do large amounts of interviews all at once so that I will have them to roll out over the next season. I use seasons in my podcast. Um, In the very beginning, I would just take it week to week and try to figure out who I was going to talk to. And I know I can't do that. So I do, I do use that method. There are some people who use the batch method where they literally just take one weekend and do like 20 interviews. I cannot do, I can't do that. I can't do 20 interviews in a weekend. I would be crazy. So, but I do a period of time, like probably over a month where I do the, the bulk of the recording. And so that's one thing that I do. Um, in the very beginning, I did not have a podcast editor. I did everything myself. Number one, I think it sounds better now, but you know, that's another, that's another lesson. You know, you can't do everything yourself. And in the very beginning, I was also trying to figure out how I was going to pay for everything because, you know, oftentimes you can be, um, you can't be paid for the work that you do. Um, but there's so many of us podcasts, podcasters and authors that, you know, we're doing work and we're maybe getting some money back. Maybe we get a little bit of sponsorship or maybe, you know, people buy our books, but it's not a lot of money. And so we're trying to figure out how are we going to continue to do that? In the very beginning, I didn't think I could afford an editor, but uh, again, he made a way and I found an editor who was wonderful and she's been editing for me for the last um, season and a half. And it's really great because after I, you know, I listen to the, to the recording, make sure everything's clean, do what I need to do and give it to her. And it sounds wonderful. And it takes a little bit of pressure off my Mm -hmm. back because I'm also writing. So I have a weekly pod, I read a weekly newsletter. And so I'm, I'm writing for that every week. And, and I don't do that in advance. I want God to speak whatever message he has for me during the week. A lot of times I get inspiration from Sunday sermon. Sometimes it's something else. And so having a little bit of help like that helps me do these other things. And I'm also speaking now. So I started speaking last year and I'm speaking, uh, well, really early this year. And I have another speaking engagement in November. I I want to take the message that he's given me to as wide an audience as possible. And certainly the podcast does that because it's international, but I love that face-to-face communication with people where I can share things like this story I just told you or other things that he shared with me. And so I'm starting to do that. So if there's anybody out there who needs speakers for their women's ministry, I'm happy to talk to you about that. Yes. And so the key to it is just that that's high management. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, the, I'm the person who uh, tries to batch what well, I do. I batch mm-hmm. and I do it all in three days. So you're part of my, my batch I process. I do not know <laughs> how you can do that. Oh, I just, it's a stress level for me that's just too much. So I, I love I, interviewing I am, I am giving you my praise. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I do too. The, I love interviewing. I love talking to people. I tried to have a solo show and very quickly I realized, no, I, see, I feed off of other people and you do too, I can tell. And yes, so, no, I yes. love it. I love exactly what you love about it. Yeah. And so, but for me, because the time management, my kids are in school, mm-hmm. my, my other kids are in sport, literally after three o'clock, that's it. Like I have no, no more time to myself. Yeah. So I was finding myself having to every single day, get dressed, get myself ready for an interview. I'm like, I cannot do this. There's days I just want to mm-hmm. show up at my computer and what I have on and I don't <laughs> have to get all dressed yeah. up. So now I have like designated days where these are the days I'm recording. These are the days I'm doing video. Um, and then I find like it helps me to just get it done. I can get a whole season done in three days. Like Whoa, literally. That's again. Yeah. Hats off. Hats off to you. Yes. 
Right, right. But I get it. It is a lot of work mm-hmm. because by that fourth one, I'm like, okay, don't talk to me, anyone, the rest mm-hmm. of the day. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But, uh, but I, that's super helpful because sometimes we forget that God has equipped us to do all of these yes. things. And I know my listeners has heard, has my listeners have heard me say this more than once. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So why would God give the few laborers one thing to do? Mm -hmm. That's just my mindset. So we're going to be doing a lot of different things because he needs us in all of it. He needs you in journalism. He needs you in the podcasting industry. He needs you in the speaking industry. He needs the message he has given to you in all of those places. And we don't want to feel like because it, it may not be convenient for us that we're not called to do it then. No, we just ask for his grace, his mercy and ask him to help us manage that time well. So, um, Oh, absolutely. I believe that. And, you know, um, you know, the biblical verse for such a time as this just kept ringing in my head when I was making the decision that it's time for me to be in this space again. And I'm hoping that the values he's given me, my Christian values, the way I think about things, the way I understand how we should love our neighbor and all of this, all of this makes me who I am. And that reflects in, in my work. Now I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not teaching Bible study in my work. Right. I'm not doing that, right. but who I am innately, who he has called me to be and who he has prepared me to be is going to show up wherever, whatever space I'm in. And I fully believe that he wanted me back in this space at this time. Yeah. And I love the teaching. I wanted to circle back around to that before we wrap up. I love the season that he taught you and he he brought boldness out of mm-hmm. you. Like that the teaching did that. Not just the, like you had the, the gifting for journalism, mm-hmm. but you needed to combine that with the teaching and the boldness that you felt so you didn't have to suppress that. Yes. What do you think was the the moment where you realize like I'm not going to hold back anymore like what what happened I think it was the moment when I was on the retreat and so we were we were doing this exercise where we were supposed to write down on um index cards uh just think about just think about people not in not in any individual person but just to think about and just write down what God tells you and we didn't know where these cards would be going, right? They would go to people and it was so funny right. how the message that he gave you went exactly to the right person, right? But during this exercise, I'm sitting there and something, an acorn or something falls off of a tree and hits the car underneath it. I, I can't, I don't know how to explain this exactly, but the sound that this made and the feeling that it gave me was like a little nudge on my shoulder, like, no, I'm here. I mm-hmm. am speaking to you. You need to, you need mm-hmm. to learn how to listen again. Mm-hmm. That again, I know that doesn't sound like a thing, but it really, really no, it it was. It was like this little acorn just fell down on this car, made a big noise. In fact, in fact, sometimes, sometimes I remember it as a big noise. Sometimes I remember it as a soft noise, but I think that's interesting because when you look to see what God's voice sounds like, in the Bible, sometimes it's soft and sometimes right. it's a mighty wind, right? So, <laughs> so I think that both apply, right? Um, but yes. I think it was that it was it was then when he said, "No, I'm here, and I am ta- I am talking with you, and you need to learn how to listen again." 
that was that was the beginning right there. I was sitting out on this bench in front of the house, and that's when that's when the beginning of that mm-hmm. happened. And that, de- but you had that desire, and oh, that was yeah. his response to your desire. Because you mentioned earlier, yeah. that was his response to your desire to want to hear his mm-hmm. voice. And lately, God's really been reminding me of the scripture: "Ask, seek, knock." You know, and as we're asking him for things and we're seeking him more and we're knocking at the door, it's going to be open. You know, he's going to respond to that. And so that was that moment for you. Oh my goodness, Yvette, this has been such a good conversation. So um, just empowering and encouraging in so many ways. I want to make sure that everyone knows how they can connect with you. And of course, I have to ask you, what is your next leap? Oh, yes. Well, the next leap is to fully get into my speaking career. I think, again, he's He's given me communication skills and he's given me a message, which I think is an important one. And so I want to, I can't say that I will ever leave the work that I'm doing full time because I love it, but definitely jumping more fully into a speaking career is the next leap. Mm. And people can reach me um, again at Yvette, Y-V-E-T-T-E at PositivelyJoy.com. The website is PositivelyJoy.com. And um, you can hear the podcast there. You can hear the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, but it's also there as well as information about my online ministry. I have a Facebook community, uh, a group where, you know, we, we do life together. And so that's available as well as some free resources on the website. Well, thank you again so much for just being on the podcast and sharing with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining today's episode. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next leap. Before you leave, take a moment and think of your community. Who do you know that could benefit from the wisdom shared in this podcast? Now take it one step further and encourage them through text, DM, or a simple conversation by sharing this episode. Let's make sure others know they're not alone as they obey God and choose to live a leaping lifestyle. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with your willingness than he could ever do with your worthiness.